we are talking about how necessary the presence of God is for your life. I want you guys to repeat this after me. His presence is necessary. I need his presence in my life. It's going to be awesome. Tonight's going to be a good night. I'm super stoked. Uh, yeah, let's just do it. We're just going to go right in. We're just going to go right in because we're going to talk about his presence being necessary in our life. Say his presence, presence. is necessary, necessary for my life. The title of my message tonight is Necessary Presence. Necessary Presence. All right. Luke chapter 10, starting in verse 38 through 42, out of the ESV says, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Could you imagine that? She like says that right in front of her sister. She's like, Lord, do you realize that my sister is sitting here at your feet while I'm doing everything. Can you tell my sister that she needs to help me? And then he says, the Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, there's a lot to unpack in what's happening right here, but, but, but really what is awesome and what is amazing is that Mary realized that the presence of Jesus in her home was very important and was very awesome and was very wonderful, and she had Jesus in her house. And she did not want to take this opportunity for granted, and so she wanted to be in his presence. So with that in mind, I want you guys to get your hearts ready to receive what God has for us tonight because we're talking about his presence is necessary. So let's pray for it real fast. Father God, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you for your presence in our life. I thank you that you are present here with us right now, Lord. And I thank you as we begin to dig into your word and have the necessity of your presence, Father God, that you will reveal to us how good and great you are and how loving and wonderful you are and how great it is to be and necessary it is to be in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Anyone in here have a house key on them? Yes. You got a house key? Come, 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 come bring your house key to me. Yes. Wow, you got it in your pocket right there. Okay, and just, no, come on, come on up, come on up here, oh, Sir Charles. Show everyone your house key. It's a Star Wars house key. I like it. Now, why, why do you have this key? So I can get in my house. Now, but why do you have it? Why don't I have your house key? It's my house. Yeah, but why, why can't I have your house key? Because you're never there. Because I'm never there. <laughs> Here's the thing. You get to have this house key because of a couple reasons, I'm sure. You're a responsible young person who needs to have a key and has to get into their house. But you have this house key because of your position in your family. You are a son of Lamar Chaplin, and so therefore you get to have a key to your house. Cody does not have a key to Charlie's house. I have no position in Charlie's family, except for, you know, a good guy, being awesome. I'm a, I'm a good friend. I'm your buddy. I'm your guy, but I don't have a position in the Chaplin family, so therefore I do not have a key to his house. If I went to Charles' house with my house key, it would not work. In fact, I don't even know where my house key is. I've got one of those fancy locks where I can put a code in and get in my house. I don't even, I don't even know where my house key is. If I lose that code, if the code changes, I'm screwed. <laughs> I might have to break into my own house. But 
you, thank you so much for showing us your house keys. So Charles has a house key. You guys all have house keys because of your position in your family. You have access to all the things in your house because of the position in your family. You have access to your food. You have access to your bathroom. You have access to your bed. You have access to your parents if they're there, whatever. Whatever it looks like for you, whatever you got going on in your house, because of your position in your family, you have access to the things that are within that house. And what I'm here to tell you guys tonight is that we have this amazing privilege to now, after what Jesus has done for us, when we accept him as our Savior, when we accept him as our Lord, that is the key that now translates us into a different position, so now we have access to God. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You are now a righteous being, assuming you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and I believe I know most of you guys in this room tonight, and I believe that most of you guys are saved. So what is amazing is that you now have access to the Father. You don't need a key anymore. You can just walk right in the door and be in the presence of God. See, Jesus over here, when we talked about that earlier over in the book of Luke, where Mary had Jesus in her house, she had to wait for him to actually be in her house. We no longer have to do that anymore. We don't have to wait for Jesus to show up in our house because he's already given access to us. We can access his presence anytime that we want. We need to access his presence. We should want to access his presence because it's in his presence that people get changed. Everyone that Jesus encountered, their lives were changed. Some big, some small, but in some way, shape, or form, their lives were changed. He healed the blind. He healed the sick. He helped the oppressed. Jesus, when he came to Mary's house, she was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The one that changes people is in my house. The healer is in my house. The deliverer is in my house. The liberator is in my house. The protector is in my house. And she said, I am going to sit at his feet and listen to him and hear from him. So we have to understand how, how vital it is when we come into a space like this on Wednesday nights or when you open your Bibles at home, when you listen to worship or when you have your personal prayer time, you are accessing the presence of God, the one who can change your life. Because his presence brings change. His presence will bring change. Over in Psalms eleven seven. It says, for the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright shall behold his face. So now we are righteous beings. We are now able to be in his presence. The upright means that the, one, the righteous ones get to be in the presence of God. The righteous ones have access to Father God. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. When we get in the presence of God, he shows you how to live your life. 
When you come to him in this place, like God is trying to speak to you. God is trying to equip you. God is trying to direct you. We have to receive in that time. We have to recognize how vital and necessary his presence is so that way we can learn how to live our life. I want to do great things for God. I want to do amazing things for God. But if I never spend time in his presence, I'm never going to do those great things. Because he's never going to tell me how to do it if I don't get in his presence. You got to get in his presence. His presence is necessary. Over in James 4, 8, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Every time I read that, I'm like, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Like, it sounds so like, ah. But like, what's being said here is like, when you draw near to God, when you get close to him, he's like, look, I'm gonna help cleanse you of these things that you've done. I'm gonna cleanse you of these things that you've said or these things that you've been. And I'm gonna purify your heart. And when it talks about your heart right there, like when you look at back in the original language, heart is talking about your innermost being. Like, I don't have to live in doubt of who I am anymore because I know what he's done. I know who I am in him now. I don't have to be in fear anymore because I know now that I've, been with him, and I know that when I get in trouble, I can access his presence, and there I can find deliverance. When I get sick, or I don't know, you know, uh, I'm like, and I get worried about it or something like that, if I, if, I, if I go and access his presence, that's where I can receive insight and wisdom, healing, help, draw near to him. See, see if, you, if you aren't near to somebody, you're never going to get to know them. You know, like, if I saw GW at the back of this room, but we never got close enough together, we would never be able to hear each other. If I, if I, if I talk to GW like this, he can hear me better. But if I, got, if I got closer to him, I wouldn't need a microphone to talk to GW. And we could get on each other's level, and we could learn from one another, and we can inspire one another, we can encourage one another. But what God is saying through, through James here is he's saying, draw close so I can help you with this life, so I can talk to you and, and guide you through this life, because if it's in this closeness that you learn from me. It's within my presence that you learn how to live for God. Second Corinthians three seventeen through 18 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree, of, one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is spirit. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the presence of the Lord is, there's freedom. And it's in this place, it's in this space of freedom. You see here, again, with the James section talking about draw close to me, cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. In this place of freedom, we can be completely open with God and say, God, I've got anger issues. God, my parents are annoying me. God, I'm so angry right now. God, help me. You know, we can be vulnerable and be free to air it all out with him so that way he can say, all right, I can work with this. We don't have to put on a show for God. 
we can be free in his presence. And it's in that space of safety that we begin to be transformed into the same image from one degree, one degree of glory to another. God wants to transform you to more into the likeness of his image. You know, for the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about, you know, being a masterpiece and how now through Christ, you know, we've been, we've been made into this masterpiece so that we can do these good works that we've been predestined to do. But in order to do the good works, we've got to understand what we've been called to do, what we've been made to do. And that all comes from spending time in the presence of God. In times of prayer, in times of worship, in times of fellowship with one another, that is when the presence of God is made known, and so that way these answers can be revealed to us. If we jump back over to the book of Luke, where we started out, where it says in 41, Luke 10, 41, it said, But then the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You're anxious and troubled about many things. Now, now Martha wasn't necessarily in the wrong by any means. You know, things got to get done, and there's things that need to happen. But Jesus was saying, all right, Martha, <laughs> calm down just a little bit. I understand you've been working all day. You know, you've been cooking the chicken or whatever. Like, I understand. It's hot in here. We don't got AC yet. That's going to happen in about 2,000 years. Sorry you don't get to experience it. But one thing is necessary. One thing is absolutely vital. If the chicken doesn't get cooked today, if the table doesn't get set today, if all these other things don't happen, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it happen. But Mary, one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. When I first like read this like good portion, like I think a portion, I think of like, oh, I'm gonna take a piece of pizza. I'm gonna take a portion of this pizza. And so Jesus is like, oh, she's just she's just taking a portion of this, and it's a good portion. But really, when you look up the original language with good portion, Rick Renner just came by this Sunday. I was like, I gotta study everything now. I gotta look into every single word that I'm looking at. But if you look at good portion, portion means to actually participate, to partake of what is taking place, to actually engage with what's going on. So, so Jesus is saying like, look, Mary understood that there's something happening in this house, that me being in this place, there's something going on and Mary has chosen to interact with what is going on. So we as believers, we kind of started out talking about a little bit tonight and that wasn't necessarily intentional. I believe that's by inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. But we've got to start participating in his presence. If you want what God has for your life, if you want to live out the things he's called you to live, you've got to participate in his presence. You've got to partake of his presence. You've got to seek out his presence. You've got to engage with what is happening before you because your God, like we've talked about in Hebrews 12 for like the last four and a half weeks or whatever, he's an active God. He does not want to be a, 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 a little bystander of your life of just some dude you say, yo, hey God, how you doing today? And then you walk away. No, like he wants to be all up in your business. So he can help you and walk with you, but you got to be in his presence in order for that to happen. Choose the good portion. Engage with what God is doing. His presence is necessary for your life. Everyone say, His presence is necessary for my life.
I will participate in his presence. I will seek his presence. Now, you guys can access this presence at any time. You don't have to wait for this room. You don't have to wait for now. Like, you don't need for our service to be happening to access his presence. You, have, you are a righteous being. You have access to his presence any time that you want. Do you understand? Your God, the God, the one that created everything, has given you access to his presence. Access his presence. His presence is necessary. I want to pray for you guys real quick. If you'll bow your heads. Father God, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in this place, Lord. I, I, I'm, I'm excited as we move forward in the next couple of weeks because I believe that we're gonna dig in further into this word, Father God, but I believe this is a good place to start knowing that your presence is necessary, Lord. And God, I pray that as we leave this room tonight that you will start to challenge us, you'll start to provoke us to seek out more times in your presence, to take more opportunities to engage in your presence, to be in your presence, to, to make it a point to be in your presence, God. As we wake up, give us a gentle nudge to get in your presence, or as we're riding on the bus, give us a nudge to get in your presence. As we're falling asleep in math class, <laughs> give us a nudge to be in your presence, God. It's in your presence that we receive what we need from you, Lord. Reveal it to all of us, Father God, how vital it is for our life, Lord. I pray for every single one of these individuals, Father God, that their life is just so amazing in you, Father God. And if they can access your presence on a daily basis, Father God, I know it'll be even greater. I just thank you for them, Lord, and I thank you as we leave this place tonight that we are protected, that we are safe, and that we know that we are loved by you. We thank you for it all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.